Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're going to review the film Shazam Fury of the Gods. And this film stars Zachary Levi as Shazam, Grace Carolyn Curry as Mary Bromfield, Asher Angel also as Shazam, Jack Dylan as Grazer, Lucy Liu as Calypso. Megan Good as superhero Darla. Adam Brody as superhero Fred. Uh, Helen Mirren as Hespera. Uh, it's a very large cast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jimon Hansu as Shazam. The older Shazam. <laughs> Faith Herman as Darla Dudley. Um, and I think that's most of the main cast what this film is about bestowed with the powers of the gods Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their adult superhero alter eagles when a vengeful trio of ancient gods arrives on earth in search of the magic stolen from them long ago Shazam and his allies get thrust into a battle for their superpowers, their lives, and the fate of the world. So what did you get from the film? Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, so I think this is definitely a good follow-up to the first Shazam. I think um, you can tell that they were invested a little more. Um, the suits were a little better. Um, the, the cast got more i guess i mean they didn't get their powers until i guess towards the end of the first movie so um but the other uh, shazam team members got, got more screen time in their adult shazam selves um so that was fun the jokes hit for the most part it was it was cute it was um you got some old world you got some some uh explaining and i watched some things and talked about that, that talked about how this kind of sets up the rest of the DCEU as far as what James Gunn is doing, and it does it pretty nicely. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it gave me Power Ranger vibes, but in a good way. I wasn't upset by that. Um, but it, it definitely, nothing revolutionary, um, but still very kid-friendly, kid-like, and, and yeah. When you say Power Rangers, do you mean the movie Power Rangers or the original Power Rangers? Mm -hmm. No, the original Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Go go think, Power Rangers. Exactly. No. <laughs> the team um, and their you know their different color costumes or their powers reminds you of the Power Rangers. The villains being these the you know particularly um, was it Lucy? Um, what's her characters? Uh, one of the guys. Calypso. Uh, Calypso. Yes. Um, she she reminded me the most. Of, of a Power Rangers villain. Um, <laughs> the woman, the one with the like screechy voice. 
Yes, who I can't remember the name of. Uh, but I don't know if you saw they're going to make a new Power Rangers movie with the original cast. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Like, see on Netflix. Oh, now is it more like a kid like type of Power I, Rangers? You can't really, it's not, a, it's not like S silly, it's not silly, <laughs> but I, I think it's still probably a kid's movie, but it's not like a baby it's like they're not acting like kids they're not doing that um but it's also not some hardened dark version of the power rangers like it feels like this is how the story would have continued if it was still on tv okay um i'm up for it yeah i mean yeah. i i don't want them just you know doing all kinds of flips in the air and barely touching somebody's face like this five I feet in between on... their foot in the person's face. They do a little sidekick and the sparks flying. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they get big and then everything just starts blowing up. And then the Power Ranger turns the opposite way. The Megazord. award. <laughs> the split screen. <laughs> okay, everyone, use your powers to get there. <laughs> Everybody just is walking forward. <laughs> I always wondered, like, so do the people who are the feet and the arms like press a button for like their individual foot to move, and like they got to sync up, or like does everyone just think forward and the and it just moves forward? Like, how does that work exactly? And how are we all seeing and staying still because the feet and the arms are punching and moving, but. But you're in the feet and the arm, and only one of these in the head. So how are y'all seeing the same thing? And it just didn't. It I don't know. But maybe, maybe we'll see some of that in this movie. You should watch the, watch the trailer after this. But um, but yes, it reminded me of Power Rangers because it was because it was kid like and colorful. Yeah, um, I think I would say the first one is more kid like. Um, I found a couple moments to be cringe worthy, especially with. Um, I mean, I, I never have like seeing when children use profanity and, uh, oh, sure. I, I yes. found it to be very cringeworthy when they did it here and yeah, blatant so product fun. placement. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> uh, I don't think transform that transforms bad, but it was in there. Um, I think this is worse. <laughs> that I mean, yes, it was it was noticeable. Um, the kids thing, it's weird because they're kids, but they turn into adults. So are they adults? Are they and they 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 pick at that a little bit in one of the you know love interest scenes and like, eh, this feels wrong. Um so it is weird. And and that's where again, I just feel like DC suffers not because the movies are bad, but because DC is just a goofy universe. It's the original, so stuff just doesn't make sense. Okay, a kid turning into a grown man when he has powers is a neat comic book, but whenever you break it down to real life, it's weird. So is this grown man, in the movies at least, he's just acting kind of like a kid. But is he a kid? Is he an adult? Can he have... He has a crush on Wonder Woman in this. Is that allowed? Like... Can she reciprocate? I don't know. He's underage. He's underage, but he looks like an adult. But that's like, what do you mean by that? 
but no, he has power. So that's why. So it, it is weird. The whole thing is weird, but that's not the movie's fault. It's just the way DC is, which is unfortunate. It's also funny that Zachary Levi, you know, the adult Shazam, acts more like a child than Asher Angel, who is the child. Oh, definitely. That is, yeah. The uh the 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 kid version is definitely having a lot of character development and growth. Um, and adult Shazam is very much like 13 going on 30. <laughs> I, I was thinking the kid Shazam was more like a wooden. Like like he's way behind in his oh, acting. Yeah. Especially Oh, well, okay. Well, I didn't know if it was bad acting, but I thought it was just a weird, I thought bad direction. I thought that they didn't really match each other. And that was most of the director's fault. Um, but I mean, the scenes he was in, I mean, he was either upset or trying to explain or sad. So he couldn't have more of the fun moments. And even in the first movie, the fun moments are when he was Shazam. So it wasn't that actor. Well, when you look at him compared to his best friend, Jack Dylan Grazer, I mean, he's way better as an actor, from what I can see. Or at least the movie gives him more moments to show that. Mm -hmm. yeah I think both the I definitely think that the second is true yes they definitely give him more moments but the other first could be true as well be better acting I think he is. Um And uh, Asher Angel, he's barely in the movie, really. He's mostly right Shazam. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, is it? It's not. I guess it's Zachary Levi's movie, but it doesn't feel like it is because he's playing a child. But it's not him. And there were a few moments where I was kind of pulled out of the movie and thinking about them being two different actors. So, it's kind of a a hard needle to thread, I guess. I was pulled out of the movie because it became a little redundant at times. They were kind of running in circles, especially in the second half of the movie. <clears throat> because, you know, it's almost like one big action scene and they're running in circles trying to get this one thing. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, there, there's not a whole bunch to the plot, but I mean, th this film, I thought it was worse than the first one. I definitely think the first one is better. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's already out there that Gal Gadot's in this one as uh, Wonder Woman. But you know how she arrives and she has her theme music? Mm hmm. They changed it up. I, I like the first version better. You didn't change it? Yeah, it sounds different. I didn't realize that. I mean, it sounds similar, but it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's got that, um, what's the director who's taking over DC? I guess that's his uh, Oh, James change. Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. I guess that's his change to it. But I, I think I like the first one better. That theme music. The Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> but um, overall, uh, I think this movie leads to nothing because uh, I don't think they're going to make two more of these. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they definitely set up to where he could definitely be in future projects. I was reading some rumor stuff about how um, 
what's his face black adam should have been in the movie in like the end credit scene or something like that but there's some stuff going on between uh james gunn and um The what's Rock. his face the rock yeah Dwayne some Johnson. disagreements some disagreements about the future and in his Well, role well, honestly, I thought it was a missed opportunity not to have um, Black Adam in this movie because Well, yeah, I think they wanted him. The Rock didn't want to. I have zero connection with these ladies. I mean, I barely know anything about them. Yeah, so apparently they're out of the Peacemaker series, I believe, which I don't, I, I don't watch. I think I watched one episode. Um, and it'll be in connection to almost like how the Thunderbolts is happening in the in the MCU. Essentially, this is happening kind of, sort of, in the DCEU. They're a part of this. Um, and it's leading to, a, I think, a show on HBO um, about Amanda Waller and this group. So Shazam could possibly be on the group. Possibly. I, I think that's where he's going to be permanently looking at these huh. box office numbers. <laughs> um, but I guess we can get into that later about the box office. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, pretty much this movie kind of continues from where the first one left off. Um, all of Billy's uh, siblings uh his his foster siblings have now gotten the powers of shazam and they they have turned into the shazam family and mm -hmm. um you know they're kind of just trying to hold it all together be superheroes and have fun live their life but you know some of them are growing up like the oldest girl um what's her name mary Yes, Mary. Uh, so she is college age. And whenever she turns into her superhero self, she's the same. <laughs> right. I guess since she's already old enough, she's already an adult. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's just trying to transition from, um, you know, a kid to adulthood, uh, kind of struggling, you know, trying to get a job, go to college, have friends, but also, you know, kind of be around the family a little bit. And uh, Billy, he's still trying to figure it out, trying to be a hero and a leader. And, um, you know, they have a big action scene where they're trying to save these people from a, uh, off this bridge. And um, we have the villains in the background going after the staff from the first film that Shazam broke. And uh, that's Helen Mirren as Hespera and Lucy Liu as Calypso. And they find this staff in this museum. And, you know, they just go right in there and take it. And we found out later on in the film that the reason why they are able to come back at this moment is because the staff was broken. And they are the daughters of Atlas. Is that right? Yep. And Atlas, I guess he was some kind of uh, god that had a whole bunch of powers. And then... Right. And then the, the, the wizard that we saw in the first film, the original Shazam, and I guess a group of some other Shazams, 
they divided up their their powers and then um i guess locked them away from the human world and locked them away somewhere else i mean some of this got a little uh forgotten cuz <laughs> it's been a while since i've seen this but yeah <laughs> but um that's pretty much their background right there so they pretty much want to get their powers back and bring them all together and get this apple so they can uh put this tree out or build their world back up from this apple which has been locked away in the Shazam lair um and they kind of go back and forth throughout the film, you know, just trying to um, get the apple from Shazam and the crew, the, the family of Shazam. Right. And Shazam or Billy, he's still trying to figure it out. Uh, not exactly the smartest. I mean, he, he messes up a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's actually pretty trash. Um, and but it, it, I mean, it's it's interesting seeing a kid superhero who's not a, a, some kind of a genius, um, so he doesn't try to be. But um, he's and they, it's kind of funny how they pick on that with the, the magical writing pen and just picking whatever thing he says and it's kind of stupid. But um, yeah, he's definitely not the brightest, not tactic oriented, really just wing it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of expected from a child. But he's not that young, though. He he's much older in this film than he was in the first one. Like he he doesn't actually look like a child. He looks like he's at least eighteen. Yeah, I think he's seventeen in the movie. I, yeah, I think that's what they say. But the actor in real life, I think he's like twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, so it, he's also he's. But again, interesting, he's trying to play younger him or a younger person and Levi is kind of doing a better job at playing a younger person than he is. Yeah. yeah um, Asher Angel as, uh, I guess, Kid Shazam is not much of a kid. No. <laughs> um, but Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, they kind of just go around the whole movie just, I don't know, Acting high and mighty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they're 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 they were once gods, daughters of Atlas, nieces of Zeus and Hades, um, cousins to Athena. So I mean, like, and Hercules. Um, so they're you know they're 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 not popular names, I guess, in in culture in our culture, uh, or even in the comic books culture. But um, they think they're a big deal. So um, they walk around as such. Yeah. And they think that everybody is beneath them. And uh, they want the power back. They want the power back from uh, the Shazam. And actually, they have the original Shazam locked up. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember in the first film, but I, I forgot that he had died, I guess. Or they said he died. I remember that he dusted away, but... Um... I cannot recall in this movie how they locked him up. I don't think they showed it. I don't know if he just withered away and then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's no connection. There. I don't know. 
they didn't say it. They just kind of just went with it and just said, oh, okay, we got him locked up. We need him to put together the broken staff, say Shazam, and then we can find the Shazam family so we can um, get all the powers back. Uh, and that's pretty much the main story there. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> not much of a plot here. There's um, a lot of back and forth. There is a third sister, Rachel Zegler. Uh, uh, is it Anthea? Um, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought there was something off about her, the way that she entered the movie and how she mm. was asking all these questions. So she first meets uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. He is one of the brothers of um, Asher or um, Billy. And, um, you know, he's really interested in this girl. These bullies start to show up and um, really, they're not really trying to bully her. They're Mm -hmm. bullying him. And I'll fast for a little bit. She thanks him later in the movie saying that, you know, thanks for saving me from those bullies. Like, they weren't trying to beat you up. They were trying to hit on you. Like, that's... I, I I don't get why they said that. Yeah, so she was asking a lot of questions, trying to really get to know him. She just came out of nowhere. She's this new girl. Um, they go off on uh, a roof somewhere, you know, just hanging out. And Jack Dylan Grazer, he wants to show off. He says, oh, yeah, I know some superheroes. I know one of the superheroes in the Shazam family. You know, I can go talk to him right now. But he actually is one of them. So he shows up as the superhero. And then all of a sudden, uh, Hespera and Calypso, they show up and strip him of his powers. And we also see that Anthea is also a sister of those two. Anthea, she has powers that kind of look like Doctor Strange powers where she can rearrange molecules and change it's like that mirror dimension yeah stuff still happening and it really sucks whenever she's hit i had a feeling it's gonna happen the way it did but her powers i don't know do you think their powers are for one do they make sense but do they seem evenly yoked like are they equal to each other i don't know like you in mean, severity do you mean the like sisters. are are you asking like if they fought each other, they would be like evenly matched. Right. Um, not exactly. I mean, I feel like the sister who can, so Lucy Liu's character, Calypso, she doesn't seem like she can be as strong because she mm-hmm. needs to be close to you to get you to do something, do whatever True. she says. But I think sometimes, somehow she's able to do other things outside of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> some of their stuff is kind of vague like I, I don't know like Hespera they say she can control the elements but then how can she make some kind of dome is that made out of air what, what, right what is, that's a good it's a like elect- electrical field what is that made out of how is she able to move around the original Shazam like Jean Grey right this, where's the telekinesis and we can't just explain it away like in Quantumania and say that someone is wrist. Like, clearly, <laughs> she just did that. How? 
<laughs> yeah, she's just tossing people around. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand some of their powers. And I really had no connection with them. I mean, outside of them just saying they're, you know, the most powerful people, <laughs> there's there's nothing there. I, I, I didn't feel any connection with them. They were just spouting out words that I didn't really care about. <laughs> Let's find this apple and plant this tree. Um, and honestly, I don't know what the uh, oldest sister, what her plan was, Hespera. Because, mm -hmm. of course, you know, they wanted to get the apple and then plant the tree. Mm -hmm. But where were you going to plant this tree? So my thought was they're going to go to a different realm or something. Um, they would have, I mean, they would have had to destroy somebody's planet for this to work. Um, and I don't know if she was going to make it Earth or not. Well, the first. Well, the thing is, so um, after uh, Hespera is able to go and get the apple from the Shazam family after tricking them by getting caught on purpose and stealing it. Um, uh, Lucy Liu's character, Calypso, um, she pretty much, I guess, double crosses them and says, you know, we're going to plant it right here on Earth. Mm -hmm. But I'm just confused on what was Hespera's plan because she's like, mm -hmm. no, you sound like our <clears throat> our uncle or something like that. And right. I'm going to stop you. I'm like, what? What What are we doing here? I I <laughs> guess maybe maybe she was going to, like, I think she's going to take it somewhere else. Um, now, the, and the only reason that was a big deal is because the original Shazam didn't want them to have their powers, which, I mean, she had fair points. I mean, at that little lunch meeting that they that she had with Shazam, they were her family's powers to begin with. They kind of are the rightful owners. So, I mean, they weren't wrong for what they wanted. And had they been given what they wanted, they might not have assured the world. Mm -hmm. They didn't look like they were on that kind of path. Like they, they looked like they were on that, like, give me my powers. We're going to destroy y'all type of plan. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. <laughs> and I, I guess mean, maybe the only, the only time I knew, the only time I realized that wasn't the plan is when the oldest sister, I guess, said it wasn't the plan. Um, <laughs> but I definitely think that Calypso was ready for it to be planned all along. Yeah, because really, I mean, I would say that Hespera turned on on them, or at least mm. Calypso. The younger girl, I I don't know what her plan was. She's just yeah. playing both sides. Um, But I, I don't know what was going on with that. You know, they were just fighting amongst each other. And mm -hmm. Calypso, I don't know if it's her um, dragon that stabbed her in the back, Hespera? Was yes. It? Yeah, so the, the, this this dragon that plays on people's fears and paralyzes them whenever um, humans look into their eyes, look into the dragon's eyes. Um, 
she the she got the dragon to to stab Hespera in the back, and somehow Hespera is able to kind of just hang on and keep the dome over the city, <laughs> I guess. So um, Calypso doesn't escape, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Calypso is able to plant the tree, and how is the tree going to destroy the world? I guess the root system because um, they're pretty aggressive. So the roots coming out and then the creatures who come out of the roots, um, oh, yeah, centaurs, right. ogres and um, all kinds of things. Now the youngest did say that they were only evil because of the land they were planted on not being done so properly. And had it been a more, a nicer place or a different place, they wouldn't have, just started eating and going crazy like that. I don't know. Yeah. It would have been nice had. Um yeah, I don't I don't know what, what that was what that was. <laughs> this is where I feel no connection to them because I have no idea yeah. what their plan was. But this is also when we get the cringeworthy part. So or at least for me. Um uh, so all those creatures start to come out and they're destroying everything. And uh, the original Shazam says that unicorns are the fiercest animals in their realm. And they're not, you know, uh, bright and colorful like they are in the human world. So mm-hmm. the youngest one, the the youngest girl, um, Darla, who's also Megan Good whenever she turns into a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> they try to find a unicorn and she has skills. <laughs> hmm. They need this. The unicorns are attracted to this serum. It's like super sweet. Um, so <laughs> give it high fructose corn syrup. Um, it's just like this magical serum. <laughs> and, it, and and they say, taste the rainbow. All right, really? Big old commercial. Again, now that's like the Power Rangers. <laughs> that is like the Power Rangers new movie where it's just a Krispy Kreme commercial. Yeah, I was like, really? Taste the rainbow? Like, what? Wh- and I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, it has been a long time, but I guess they paid a lot. Because they stopped saying it and then they started doing the little everything I touch turns Skittles depression thing. Um, so it's been a while. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, either they pl- paid a lot or they just gave them free advertisement. Because mm-hmm. then they turn back around after getting the unicorn and the same girl, she's like, taste the rainbow, mother. And then they, you know, cut it yeah. off. But I'm like, right. really? This is very cringeworthy. <laughs> I, I-, I guess that, okay, it was a little cringeworthy, but it also reminded me of like a super bad or, um, you know, there's some other movies where there's child actors, but they're saying raunchy stuff. Um, and, you know, I guess they aren't always mainstream or people's favorite thing to watch. But I thought I thought I thought that line was pretty funny, um, given that she's one of the more innocent um, characters in it, Darla. Um, off, it, it felt like a, a cut scene or uh, uh a blooper reel. It didn't. It did feel out of place in the movie. 
Um, so that it threw me off for that reason. Um, and then for a split second, I went to the thought process while watching the movie um, was, hmm, did she actually say it and they just edited it out? Or did they just have her say the beginning of it? Like, I wonder. Um, so I was like ignoring 30 seconds and we were just thinking about her saying the word. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing just took me out of the movie. I was like, this this is so stupid. <laughs> but she's actually not Same. as... What would you say? I was about to say, it's just, it's just reminding me of the Burger King commercial. But um, what were you about to say? Um, she's not as young as I thought she was. I mean, she's 15. I, th I thought she was oh. close, closer to 10. Yeah, she looks very young. But still, it's cringeworthy. I didn't like it. They shouldn't do that anymore. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were able to beat Calypso and um, Billy as Shazam ends up dying in the process. Uh, but they uh, figure that they need the power of somebody who has, I guess, godlike powers. So Gagadot she comes and um or as Wonder Woman and they're able to resurrect Shazam, Billy Batson, and um you know yeah. he's he's starstruck. What are you gonna say? Well it well logistically I just wonder how that worked out. Did he die and turn into a child? Did they carry <laughs> that body across dimension and realms? Is he dead in the in their world? Um, and do they explain him coming back to life because he's a superhero, or is he living a secret life now because he was dead to avoid the taxes? Like, how does all this <laughs> shake out exactly? In my thoughts. That's the only way you avoid the taxes. <laughs> no, no, somebody else has to pay him. But um, <laughs> I just, I was wondering, is he dead, like, to the world, or are they gonna say he came back, or how does this work? Was he a child when he died? Was he? Shazam when he died has his work. Oh, so you mean so you're talking about like um almost like how Superman died. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So you have two funerals. <laughs> right, right. Do they have two funerals? Um this this movie almost takes place like it's like this is the whole world. Like nobody else exists outside of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything that was happening, all those superheroes that we've seen before should have showed up. I always have that thought. Why, what were they doing? Why were you busy? What were you doing? Wonder Woman is in this movie. Where was she? <laughs> There's no excuse. Just letting them get whooped. <laughs> he died. Where were you? <laughs> in the library. <laughs> Like help him out, you know he's got this one. They they got this, but um, yeah, um, he's brought back to life. Uh, it's a happy ending, but um, now what were you talking about with uh them setting up? I guess um, the future of DC or maybe more yeah. with Shazam. Well, um, not necessarily more. Well, he is potentially going to be um, either a part of the Justice Society 
that we saw in um, Black Adam, but The Rock doesn't really care for Shazam. I don't know if it's the actor or <laughs> taking more away from him since it's kind of a similar power set or what it is, but there were some issues with Dwayne. So it might not be the Justice Society that he's in. Um, it could be um, another group potentially. Um, but other than that, um, if you kind of, I don't know if you watched the breakdown that James Gunn did about the DCEU and what he's planning, um, but there's something like about the gods and monsters is like a big theme. Um, and this movie opens up the gods because at, to, up until this point, um, Wonder Woman was the only god or demigod that existed in the in the DCEU other than Shazam getting these powers. Um, but now that they've gone to this magical realm and we've seen it on camera, this leads to there for there to be more room for other gods in the DCEU going forward. Because in DC, a lot of the characters are mag magicians and aliens and gods, monsters. Like uh, Dr. Fate. Right. Dr. Fate was, I think, one of the, the gods and he's dead. So, or uh, Zatanna, right? Mm -hmm. Um, she's a magician, but um, right. there's aliens, I'd like to see that. that, yeah. Um, you know, if they do it right, but I think, um, Dwayne Johnson maybe has a point. I mean, it so is, is he trying to say that Shazam is not good enough to go against him, or right? So, he wants the DC to build around him which doesn't make any sense with him being the Black Adam, but he can't be Superman. So this is the best he can do is to be Black Adam. Um, but for this universe to revolve around him, it just doesn't make any sense. But his power set, I mean, is pretty much the equivalent to Superman. So I see why in his thinking you could make it around him. And that's another problem just with DC is they have people like, Superman, Shazam, Black Adam, who are just all powerful. <laughs> so it there is not really a good hierarchy. Anyone can be the top of the food chain. It just it's just not a good, not as good story um material to use like the MCU, I think. That translates well to live action movies. Yeah, um, a, a lot of their characters are just so overpowered and you have to have so much special effects to see the action. And they're goofy. They're just goofy. <laughs> um, maybe he's thinking that, you know, how Iron Man exactly wasn't the most popular mm -hmm. Marvel character. Right. And how they were able to build that around him or build the MCU around him along with, you know, Captain America and some other characters. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking, you know, you know. a B or C-less character can be built with the DCEU or whatever they call it now. And that's, that's fair. I think that could be the thought process. Do you think that could happen? <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but really, no, I don't think it will. I don't want to do, man. But I thought it was a missed opportunity that they didn't have him in this film. I mean, I know that, you know, there were uh, differences, but. 
Yeah, like I said, I think they wanted him. He just said no. (laughs) I mean, I I just thought that that was just a really missed opportunity. I really don't care about these ladies. And I think most people... And also, like, not even just not having him in it, but if it wasn't going to be him, I think they're potentially going to have Hawkman in it or Amanda Waller recruiting specifically to the Justice Society. But with The Rock being so adamantly against it, they had to just scrap that. And I think the rumor is they actually filmed it with other people, but um, they just scrapped it because of the differences. And with the two other women. Yeah, just a, a, a missed opportunity. Um, and really, the the box office, it shows that people did not go and see this. Uh, let me get the correct numbers. So currently... Seventy-one million dollars worldwide. Hmm. That is a colossal failure. Hmm. I mean, not even a hundred million <laughs> after two weeks. That's that's a slap in the face. Uh, I, I don't see them making another one. Wow. <laughs> They definitely don't need to. And I think also with what the that ending set up as far as Shazam in the future, I think it's leaning towards whatever it was going to be. It wasn't going to be a Shazam movie. It's just going to be the Shazam character in other movies. Because also this was this movie was filmed, I think, in the middle of this transition to James Gunn. So he had influence in it. Um, but it's not really a part of the story necessarily that he wants to tell anyway. So I think Shazam was a decent movie um, for the DCEU before it was restructured. Um, and it just, it doesn't fit going forward, but the character may come up again. Yeah, I think the character will come up again. Um, I think uh, Zachary Levi and James Gunn, from what I hear, is, are, are um, very good friends. So mm. he's going to get them in there. But this is really bad news. $71 million? That's a huge failure. I mean, the first one, uh, that was, I think, a failure. I mean, it wasn't that much of a failure, but mm-hmm. still, it, it made $365 million. Oh, well. This won't make anywhere near that. I mean, this will, it might make 150 maybe. Hmm. That's, I mean, I'm I'm really surprised that it's only made this amount of money. Well, I mean, it's coming off of what Creed three and Quantumania. No, that doesn't matter. Or it shouldn't. Reviews. Well, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying as far as moviegoers and what they want to see, maybe they're just tired of the. If you're gonna have a superhero movie nowadays, because of just how they went in the past few years. It has to be amazing or it's going to be bad. Because who's propping these movies up? Is it people? Is it families? Is it children? Is it adults? Is it repeat viewers? I mean, it's uh, DC fanboys like us. (laughs) I'm right. But look, I'm not watching this one over and over again and paying to see it over and over again. Um, Or one time. Or or even one time. Um, so 
I don't know what this means. I mean, they're still going to make the movies. I mean, they're making a little bit of money. Um, and that keeps the lights on. So they're going to keep doing it. But um, I don't know. Is, is it is it the new normal? So we've 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 reached the peak of superhero films. I mean, that is the fear. And I didn't think it was possible, but it might be. Um, probably maybe 2019 was the last time. Well, actually, um, Spider-Man No Way Home made a whole bunch of money. I think it was close to $2 mm-hmm. billion, dollars, which I was really surprised about. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I still, you know, really enjoyed it, but I, wow. Didn't see that coming. Um, but yeah, we probably have reached the peak. I mean, wow. I mean, there's a lot of factors in there, not just the mm-hmm. movies not being as good, but there's a lot more streaming these days. Movies cost more to go into, you know, Right. but this is a colossal failure. I, I didn't think that they would make this low amount. You know, uh, Dwayne Johnson, he had a point like, don't, don't align me with that, that trash. Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Say, look at that. I, I mean, he more didn't than that. He made more than this. <laughs> this is losing money. This is this like this is like an end of a franchise. <laughs> like you, you can't make any more movies off of this. I'm trying to look at the budget right now. Seventy-one million dollars. So let's say the budget is somewhere around one hundred to one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. I'm definitely gonna say it's on the higher end but I mean they've already said that it's you know a flop mm. but that it's unfortunate I mean I never saw this I mean I, I thought it might make around the same thing that it did the last time but this that means people really don't want to see this but um <laughs> You know, hopefully uh, there's another, um, maybe not a Black Adam movie, but, you know, hopefully they go up against each other at some point. Black Adam and Shazam. Maybe there's uh, a Justice League type of film or uh, the Justice Society kind of film. I mean, that would have been nice seeing them go against each other in that. I'm not sure if Shazam would have fit with that crew. I think he's too silly. Well, I mean, people were saying he would have maybe been a great um, character alongside uh, um, Adam Smasher. Oh, I guess so. I mean, he's not too serious. He's younger. He fell into the background with me. Like, I didn't even pay attention to him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, that was all about Dr. Fate and Hawkman. I mean that they they I gotta rewatch that one. They messed some stuff up. <laughs> I didn't care about those other two. Adam no. Smasher and I don't even know what the other girl's name was. Vortex Vor- Cyclone, maybe. Cyclone. Cyclone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, one of those um old school bangers. <laughs> I don't even know who sung that. That's um, I, is T Pain in that song? I 
think he is, but I don't think that's his song. I don't think that's him singing. No, you're right. That's not him singing. Um, <laughs> huh. It's a skating rink song back in the day. <laughs> yeah, just think. I mean, that's at least 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, 15 <laughs> years ago? At least. Oh. At least. I think I was in middle school when that thing came out. No. <laughs> song by Baby Bash. That's what Baby it Bash. That's it. <laughs> yep, T Pain hmm. featuring T Pain. <laughs> 2007, actually. Oh wow. So it was 15 years ago, or about 16. Oh wow. <laughs> yep. Our listeners should uh, go back and. Listen to that Cyclone by Baby mm-hmm. Bash and T Pain. T Pain, the era of those like striped sunglasses, but no glass in it. <laughs> Why do people wear those? I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I barely see. <laughs> Random shades in the dark. It. Right, size four XL T-shirt. <laughs> Knowing you were extra small. 3X pants. 3X pants. Size, size 42. Fresh pair of white sneakers. The shorts that look like capris. Them capri shorts. Some SpongeBob pants. Milwaukee. Just look at Soldier Boy. Tell him, you know, the Superman. <laughs> just right, look just, at what he's wearing. Bouncing, bouncing and floating in the shirt. Wearing a blanket. <laughs> I didn't know he was that skinny. That's, that's the ex- the exact example of what we're talking about. That Superman song, Soldier Boy, what he's mm-hmm. wearing, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, but um, good times. But um, yeah, Shazam. Uh, P- Fury of the Gods. It's a total flop. But um, yeah. the title uh, is way more aggressive than the movie was. <laughs> yeah, um, they had a little bit of fury. They were they were a little upset, but <laughs> not, not too much. Um, well, let's go ahead and give this one a rating. So, the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So, how'd you rate the film Shazam: Fury of the Gods? This is a mid-level background noise for me, right in the middle. You can go in and out. Eh, it's kind of funny. There'll be jokes throughout it. Um, doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, the plot has some holes, but eh, it's definitely watchable. <laughs> um, this is a very, very, very low background noise for me. Um <laughs> Because that's pretty much what it is. And you can just skip this. Um, it's your run-of-the-mill superhero film that really brings nothing new. You know, I was telling someone, I forgot what it was about, but I said, you know, we need to bring back um, sequels that are straight-to-home v- VHS. <laughs> I feel like there are so many movies out now that should just be on a VHS tape. They should be on somebody's cabinet counter 
um, that's only watched over the summer and nothing else to do. Not every movie is meant to have red carpet treatment or to be trending on Netflix. Um, that's not what movies were intended to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we need to go back to that model. Just stop talking about it. No press for sequels or anything. If it's good, we'll find out after the fact. Um, but you can only you can only go up if you don't set such high expectations. Yeah, but they see that these superhero films make billions of dollars, so they want to cash in. Yeah. But unfortunately, we probably have reached the peak of superhero films. Mm. Unfortunately. I mean, because... Never thought we'd have this many movies. Yeah, I mean, every few months you got one. Yeah. You should wait years. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think that you would be getting one anytime soon. You have to wait a very long time. Back when sequels had different actors because they aged out of the role. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're not here anymore. Or (laughs) there's something, you know, they just, no, I'm not going to do it. Terrence Howard was the last, was the first and last person in a superhero movie to treat it like a regular movie where they still be back and they just don't come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was like, next time, baby. There never was a next time. Hmm. <laughs> um, but any final thoughts about Shazam 2? Uh, no. It, also, Shazam's a goofy name. It's the name <laughs> of the character. They call him Captain Marvel at one point and um, something else as well. Kind of his name he's gone by over the years. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a kid's movie. It's not, but it is. Yeah. If um, you're a child and this is your first superhero film, I think they'll really enjoy this. If not, don't watch it. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, just don't. You're wasting your time. It's it's not really that good of a movie. But um, I think that does it for us at Any Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.